Hi, my name is Monica Gleberman. I'm Victoria Dupuy. And you're listening to Silence On Set Podcast. Today's episode is so exciting and will definitely get you in the holiday spirit. We sat down with Jane Levy and Skylar Astin from Zoe's Extraordinary Christmas, which is now streaming exclusively on the Roku channel. As always, thank you so much for listening and enjoy the episode. I want to start off by saying how fantastic the movie was. Thank you. And will we be getting a second one? <laughs> I hope so. I want to. I mean, I I really think that like in seeing this movie and in seeing even the trailer, I was like, whoa, like this is like these characters can exist in a movie format or even in a holiday format or who knows, maybe a vacation format i mean like so mm -hmm. now we can take these guys to hawaii we could take them to valentine's day labor day right? and i don't mean the holiday of labor day it could be a you know a, a, a like a pregnancy kind of movie maybe you never know oh exciting i feel like the movie and like the trailer was so like eye-catching just because of all the christmas songs as well which i'm sure was so excited to sing and be able to record so what was that process like for you it was fun. I really, really liked watching. Um, I mean, now that I have the ability to hear people's thoughts through song as Max, I was able to watch Jane do We Need a Little Christmas, which was a blast, uh, incredible like formation choreographed by Mandy Moore and Team Dance. And um, I got to even sing a Hanukkah song, which was very exciting. And that's something I rallied for. Um, and, and what's great about this is that like, there are also so many songs that are not holiday themed. Like there's just the two of us and a Pink Floyd song. So in typical Zoe's fashion, we're able to, we're able to give you everything. It was funny. I saw an interview with you guys back for season two and we wanted rock ballads and we wanted, like, there were all these like wants from everybody. And I felt like in this movie, you guys got it. Cause I was like, oh, they're like rocking out in this scene. And then there's like a Christmas song. And then there's, like you just said, there's a non-Christmas song, but it fits in so right. beautifully. And I'm sorry, but you should have had the dreidel song longer. I love that like, <laughs> like scene by the table and you're just like jamming out to yourself, like singing. Um, there is a but longer it clip so of it. There's a longer clip. Oh, is I'm there? Trying I'm trying to get desperately oh. for socials. Oh my yes. gosh. It's, oh my God. It, it was great. But like the the mix of all the different genres, was that exciting? Because I feel like probably prior to this, there was probably constraints of what you could and couldn't do. And maybe there was a little more freedom because the genres are like all over the place. I was expecting every song to be Christmas, right? Of course. Right. And then there was just an explosion of music yeah. and dance. I think there's like 13 musical numbers in it. So, and there are definitely over 13 Christmas songs out there, but I, I'm glad that it wasn't just purely holiday music because um, a song like Just the Two of Us works just as well. Or even like uh, Call Me Maybe, uh, Mary's song. It's really cool that like we were able to almost make it feel Christmassy and change the melodies mm -hmm. up a little bit and even setting it in a Christmas tree lot gave it this like, twinkly ethereal thing I, I i really loved not only the music selections but also we've seen mary sing so many songs that were you know about grief and sadness and to to see her light up and have like a newfound like energy was really fun to watch and and to watch her perform 
Yeah. And for just the two of us, how is that? You did such a great job. I mean, like, listen, you can sing obviously. And every song that you do, I think is amazing, but I was so excited to see duets with you and Zoe, <laughs> but uh, with Jane, but um, to see you sing like kind of on your own and have this like moment when you're hearing other people, I thought it was so amazing. So what did that feel like? It was fun. I really liked that sequence. It almost reminded me a little bit, a little bit of um, the Jekyll and Hyde thing that I was doing with um, Take Me Out to the Ball Game and I'll Make Love to You in season two, just flipping back and forth from song to song and trying to like, control the other person or control the song. So that was a very fun sequence that Jane and I were very excited about doing. Um, and, and we actually did it in its entirety when we were rehearsing, almost like a play. Um, and then when you shoot it, you have to break it down a little bit, but it was really fun to do that. And I'm really glad that they kept the, um, the wonners because we, we like to do our stuff in one take to show, to show the people. And, and, and we don't do it every time only because sometimes you just need the coverage and the pieces to tell the story properly. But anytime we can get away with putting the camera on a steady cam and just following the performer through the song, we, we, we tend to do it. And Max's story arc is kind of different with this movie because like you said, he gets Zoe's powers at the end of season two. And I'm curious if you saw all of the theories that were floating around on the internet about how he got the powers. People were saying he got it from an airport x-ray or it's because of Zoe's love for him. So I didn't know if you saw that and what your thoughts were on that. I love all the theories. <laughs> um, I wish we got to play all of them out and done mm -hmm. a kind of you choose your own adventure. Um, and who knows, I think maybe if we would have continued uh, with a third season, maybe we would have seen him go through the airport security, uh, you know, monitor when he was going to go in for Rose. Um, but I think the that's fact my that, favorite theory. That's well. the best. I mean, by yeah, the way, Austin the knows oh, that's that such theory. A good, like, yeah, that's such a good thing to put together. Right. And that's what made him turn around, maybe like he heard someone sing and then he was like, no, I want to go. Totally. Totally. <laughs> I mean, and, and who, and who knows? I mean, we could always do a Lion King two and a half and kind of follow him there. Um, but since we kind of had to do it all in this movie and cover so much ground, I think we just had to kind of like land and it's like, he's mm -hmm. got the power. He's hearing people sing on the daily and you know, now it's time for Christmas. Um, but I do love those fan theories and who knows, maybe we'll one day be able to play one or two of them out. Yeah. It'd be fun if he had like a dream maybe of trying yeah. to figure out where it was. And then there was just a bunch of theories in there. Oh, but, totally. oh, oh my gosh. I love this movie so much. I think this is, I was saying earlier, I think this is mm -hmm. going to be the Christmas movie like of the year. You know, uh, how there's always one and it just yeah, gets you and every single person is watching it. This is it. Like, I'm obsessed. So. I'm obsessed. It's so good. There were so many beautiful things in it as well. So obviously, yes, like we talk about your powers and we're finding out more information about you and how you're experiencing it and kind of the understanding and the respect that you now have for Zoe's character, for Jane's character, Zoe. But also on top of that, there's this layer of what everyone else is going through. But then also it's like this beautiful Christmas movie and I almost got emotional when they you know every time they show Peter Gallagher like you can't help but like kind of get a little emotional and to have that scene in black and white when she's hold, like there were two scenes in particular when Zoe's holding the globe and she's mm -hmm. walking around and she's seeing kind of flashbacks with him but that one scene in black and white was so emotional 
and I was like, this is such a good movie. And I was like, hold yeah. it in, hold it in. And, but then like it flips and then you're, you're such a like good boyfriend and you're being so supportive and you're helping her. So there's like so much love in this movie. Yeah. In typical is always fashion. We like to give you some sort of a, you know, musical, fun, uh, even comedic uh, attitude. And then we'll hit, and then when you least expect it, we'll rip your heart out. And like, that's literally what we've been doing since the pilot. I remember the first time we screened the pilot as a cast, True Colors, of course, Peter Gallagher, you know, comes on and I was a ball of tears. Jane likes to tease me because I literally was like ugly crying at Austin's house in front of Ted Danson and it was pretty humbling. Well, like, how does it feel, you know, obviously to have the movie, maybe a possibility of more movies, but also that you got to sing so many kind of different songs, I think even for your character, because yeah. your character, I think, you know, was very love ballad. And I loved, by the way, I have to put this in there, the little cute joke where you were like, you mean when you sang like pour my sugar, pour sugar on me this morning? I was like, that was so, <laughs> that's so max, like to like slip that in. But um, at the end, even, you know, he's so emotional and he's so connected to her. And to be, I think that bench is the same bench as season two, if I caught that correctly. That's right. So when she finds him, not only was it super beautiful that he understands her, but then he doesn't hear it anymore. Um, and I just, and I found that to be like sad, but also happy in a way. Yeah, so like, how do you feel about that? I think it's poetic. I mean, I think it's the fact that like, he gets to understand her through having this power and then he gets to kind of inherit its responsibility and then let it go. It's also something that he's witnessed her go through serious loss. And even though it's not losing a family member or even losing a parent, it's losing this ability and losing a power and losing something that could have connected them and something that he's wanted for years. Um, he's not only wanted her love, but he's wanted to understand what the heck is going on with this ability and this superpower. So um, the fact that he's willing to let it go and carry on, um, even though it's a little sad at first, I think it will even deepen their connection. You know, I was just going to say that with it is a little bit of a burden, which Max comes to figure out as the movie progresses that with this power also comes like responsibility and a little bit of a burden. So you think it's going to deepen their connection further I down the line? So. I mean, I've always been very optimistic about the two of them. I mean, it's when I playing this character and putting all of my like hope in it um in performance like it can't help through osmosis like make me feel like everything's going to work out for them and i'm so glad that there was never really a moment i mean there's like a little bit of conflict but they're really they're really teammates in this movie and we really get to see them as best friends as as a, as a couple and i think that's very rewarding for the fans it's very rewarding for me being the actor playing the role um, I think if we would kind of constantly squabble and the will they or won't they in this movie, I think it would have been like, are these two people really destined to be together? Like, should we call Simon back? Like, you know what I mean? What's going on? You call Aiden on the phone, like if he's, <laughs> he's available or maybe there's a new guy. But I think something that we're, we're able to see through this, through this Christmas movie is the fact that, yeah, Zoe and Max do belong together and he blends in with the family. Uh, he's always endlessly supportive of not only her, but even like David and Emily. 
And, um, and it was really rewarding as an actor to be able to participate in those scenes with those actors. Well, I was team Max from the day. I, I don't know if it was season one or season two. I think it was season one when, you know, yeah, it was season one and Peter Gallagher's character obviously is not doing so well. And I loved when you hugged her mom and you said, I told him how I, f- I feel about your daughter. And I was like, oh, because <laughs> you want like every guy, like that's like your dream. Yeah. And so like all the back and forth, I was so frustrated because I was like, I want them together. I want them together. Like just put them together. So to have this movie, it was so solid that I almost thought at the end, like you guys were going to get engaged or something was going to happen. Like, because you just felt like this was it. Like they're, right. they're done. And it was so beautifully done. But I love that one scene back in season one because it was so beautiful to do that and you had to wait you know and like and then you kind of went off and she kind of went off but you guys found each other so so it was the slow burn it was a ross and rachel is what it was even with the plane down to the detail down to the plane totally he didn't get on the plane (laughs) Uh, yeah i mean also like the fact that mary's response to that line is um think he already knew and and we get to see his gestures you know even in episode two of season one where he brings the um butterscotch pudding to mitch but also i mean like what 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 an amazing thing for an audience and for a character to to see someone subconscious because you could say anything on the surface as a boyfriend or as a crush but like no i'm a sucker for you i think i love you uh, all of me by John Legend, like these are undeniable feelings, you know, that I got to sing through. So if she needed any further proof that Max is head over heels for her, I mean, I don't know where else she could get it. Well, I mean, told we have to ask the last question. I'm so sad because I would talk to you for an hour about it. Um, but I guess I'll just like open up, you know, to the fans because I know they don't get to talk to you like we get to talk to you. So right. like, what would you like to kind of say to everyone they're so excited about this movie your performance is amazing your singing is amazing we all love you so what would you like to say to them that are like so pumped counting down the days for this to come out i want to say thank you thank you thank you thank you we have every we have only you to thank i mean um the 100 this movie was made because of the fans and their support uh they would not take no for an answer and the amazing people at the Roku channel were listening, thankfully, and uh, it made sense for them to take on this 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 piece of IP. And uh, I think it's a win-win for everyone involved, the fans, the cast, the creators, the Roku channel, Lionsgate TV. Um, so thank you for being so supportive and understanding the show. I think like as an actor, when a show gets canceled, it's always a bummer and it's always it's always stinks for a million reasons, but I said this before and I'll say it again, I was like most disappointed for the fans of the show because they really supported us during like the pandemic, uh, during a time where um, we needed a little bit of escapism. And I just have heard so many testimonials and stories of people that this show has really had a major impact on and has helped with their own grieving, their own carrying on, um, you know, the PSP community that has dealt with that, that a very rare neurological disease um has had some representation and so i was so glad that we were able to figure out a way to keep telling this story and somewhat wrap it up yet keeping it open for even more fan support and more reasons to keep 
to keep doing these movies now. Beautifully oh. said. Thank you. I know. Thank you so much. I'm like so sad to not talk to you longer, but um, just congratulations. You did such a great job and the fans are going to go crazy. And I'm already yes. rooting Congratulations. for like, a movie too. <laughs> like the second one where you guys are engaged. So like, let's get that going. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's move on that. So is extraordinary proposal. I mean, I'll, I'll be down to sit down with you. In, it has uh, a ring to it, doesn't it? It has a ring to it, literally. <laughs> um yeah literally i'm always down to talk to you guys well thank you thank you very much hope you have a great rest of the day thank you oh my god i'm so excited um so we spoke with skylar but obviously the movie is so good so we're we're holding it i i told them um i told him in the beginning we're holding it until after it airs so we could talk about spoilers um it was just too good it was so good so I wanted to start off um, by first of all saying, and I said this to Skylar as well, are we getting a second movie? <laughs> Unfortunately, I am not the decider, nor well, am I going to be the first person to know whether it's happening. So I don't have any answer for you. What did Skylar say? Skylar, trust me, yes. He said that he like hopes. Yeah, that he hoped that there was going to be a second one. I mean, we could have a proposal. Oh, we were like spitballing, I think, right, Victoria, at the end. We, we were like giving him idea. We were like, pass this to the people. Like what we Do you want. think that Zoe proposes to Max? I think that would be the power move. Yeah. I think For Zoe's sure. the type of woman to definitely propose to him. And I kind of feel Love like it. Max is the type of guy that would totally dig that. Like he would go to everybody and be like, Zoe proposed to me. <laughs> Running around. <laughs> That's like really that cute. kind of guy. To get into the movie, I had to start out with that because I loved it so much. So I'm really hoping there's like more movies. But I want to talk about one of my favorite scenes, which of course has Peter Gallagher. Mm-hmm. Love him so much. Mm-hmm. I loved him obviously in the show. Um, I was super emotional when he passed, like ugly crying emotional. And mm-hmm. then you know, I love how that you guys have incorporated him even throughout season one, season two, but I know there were probably like constraints in the movie to, for your character so obsessed with having things perfect make sense. It's the first Christmas where he's gone. But when you have that scene where she spins out of the room and then changes into like a, like a dry, like it's like that black and white scene. Yeah. That you have with him and he's yeah. like, like talking. So like that first scene, it was so like emotional because she's looking for guidance. And I feel like anytime she is, she sees him. So what is that like for you playing that? Cause I know you hear all these people singing and you get to do all these fun dances and songs, but with him, it's always something emotional that's helping her and guiding totally. her. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I adore Peter Gallagher as a person, as an actor. And for me, the most meaningful parts of the show have always been Zoe's scenes with her dad and her relationship with him and, you know, her relationship with losing him and her, her need, you know, she has such a strong need for her dad, which I think we can all relate to, whether it's a dad or it's a um, paternal or maternal figure, it doesn't actually have to be our parent, you know, that that is just so human and there's so much love in it I think the reason it's so emotional is that it's just so much love and like we really respect each other as people and as actors we laughed we cry together 
he is naturally a very paternal person. He is, you know, really experienced in this business and I am less so. And I just, I can't say enough. Like how you guys feel watching is how I feel doing it. Yeah, because that scene in, in black and white, which I think is in one of the seasons, but then in the show, he comes and visits you at work. And like literally, literally in the movie, it killed me because he says something like, or I think your character said, I wish I could have shown this to you. And then he was like, but I'm seeing it. And I was like, ah, <laughs> I was like, no, hold it in. So like your shit, like the movie is just like the show where it's like fun and happy, but there's these like beautiful emotional scenes. You guys play them so well. Thank you. To jump right off of what Monica said, uh, everybody loves Christmas movies because they're so fun, happy, upbeat, but then, you know, they always pull at the heartstrings. So Peter Gallagher's there to do that. And this movie, I feel like is going to resonate with fans very deeply. But on the more fun side, it's not just Christmas songs that you're performing. You also have songs like Call Me Maybe in there, which I feel like is very, very fun. Is there a song that you enjoyed performing the most? Or is there one that was stuck in your head after filming that you just can't get out? Oh boy, trust me, they all haunt me for days. Like I'll literally be dreaming. I'm a sucker for you. And I like, <gasps> and I wake up and I'm like, no! <laughs> um, I think that my favorite song to perform uh this movie was the mashup with just the two of us and we knew the little Christmas because it was like just so funny basically and you know we've never really had a dueling heart song like I feel like Skylar had a dueling heart song with himself but with two characters going back and forth reading each other's minds trying to convince each other that was really fun what else? I loved I Wish You Were Here. You know, it's so crazy. We've done 150. And so crazy. when I'm asked this question, it's like there's this Rolodex in my brain, but I, 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 you know, there's just so many good ones. It's hard to keep track. So as a fan, obviously super happy to see your characters together. Finally, yes. like solidly together, like Max, I was like, I'm so excited. And in the movie, I love the arc where it starts and he's, and Max is like, yeah, I got this. Like, girl, please. I don't, I don't know what you're thinking. I totally got this. I hear the songs. You're crazy. You know, this is so easy. And then he starts to see how difficult it is and how much is put on you. And again, this is another, like, to me was such a beautiful scene. It was so well done. And I asked Skylar this and he's, and he said, yes, he confirmed it. I was like, was that the bench? in the beginning and like I like and he's like yes and I was like yes I was like that was the bench in the beginning okay that makes sense because there's a moment obviously where you guys are singing together and then he loses it and he can't hear he loses the power and can't hear it and for some that could be like super sad and upsetting but the way that he did it it was like a it was bittersweet but understandable it was like now he gets you he sees you he doesn't need to hear it anymore so were you happy with kind of the arc of him listening, hearing everybody so like songs, kind of screwing up a little bit, oh, like kind of like your character did in the beginning, right? You don't know what to do. And then totally. him kind of finding his way, but then at the end, he doesn't need it. And now he understands you. I mean, okay. I will say something that is like, just a little side note, but I thought it was really cleverly written because I think it's like, very typical cis white men behavior to be like, yeah, I can. I can do that. Are you kidding? 
<laughs> but then be like, oh, <laughs> oh, especially when it comes to like emotional heavy lifting. I know that's a very big um, uh, generalization, but I think it's a generalization that's kind of true. Okay, so besides that, um, you know, what I thought was so special about Zoe and Max's um, relationship and the whole saga of, you know, friends that they love each other, but they both can't admit it, but then one can and the other's too scared. And, you know, I think that when she says like, maybe the power, maybe it was my dad gave you this power so that we could really bond, you know, and see one another, deeply see one another. And when they were able to deeply see one another, he didn't need the power anymore. And so it was like, there was a reason for it. And it brought them in, in communion in this way that's trusting and really loving. And I just loved time after time because it was a heart song where two people were having the same one and it was loving. Like, I'm, I can't really think of another example of a heart song like it. And because they were able to reach that together, then he didn't need the power anymore. I know. I loved it. I thought it was so beautifully done and kind of Skylar like agreed so I was like and like you don't even care and like Max is just so go with the flow anyway that I, you, he's such a lovable person that I just yeah but I did love it I'll just like really quickly I told him I love the dig when in the very beginning when you guys were talking about the songs and then he goes you mean like when you said pour some sugar on me last night and you were like anyway <laughs> and like you just kind of like shut it off I was like they're so cute like just the relationship between the two of you so beautiful so I'm so happy that they're like solid together in this movie so do you think that Max losing the powers will actually bring him and Zoe closer together I mean his character gets to see what she's thinking but I feel like he doesn't really need them towards the end did you think that's better for them if he doesn't have it yeah, I mean, I definitely think it's ideal not to be able to hear your partner's thoughts. <laughs> I think that's a pretty complicated dynamic. And um, yeah, I like what you're saying, that he doesn't need it. That's beautiful. And I agree. Um, so for this movie, I said the same thing earlier, but I think this is like the Christmas movie. Like everyone's waiting for it. We're all counting down. And this movie has everything that you need in a Christmas movie. It's almost like a National Lampoon's because kind of everything goes wrong and you want it so bad. You're like, your character is so, like, it's like Cherry Chase. I felt like, because Zoe's like, I want it so bad, I want it so bad. You know, and just everything goes wrong. Like everything possible, the globe break. I mean, just everything that's like awful happens, but yeah. in like a comedic, funny way and still lighthearted and then loving on top of that. And then I also love the growth of like your mom and her like, being willing to possibly be out there, but like, you know, put herself out there, but not ready yet. And then the, those kind of songs and like just every character. And I'm not gonna lie to you, when the movie started, I had a huge smile on my face because not only is it super cute that you're sitting on Santa telling him like your entire life story, but that we see every character too. Cause I was like, I wonder if we're gonna see like The Office or are we gonna see like this character? Are we gonna see her like across the street? So like, I was wondering, are we gonna see Mo? Are we gonna see like all of these people? everyone's in it everyone and then except to see for joan this oh, yes joan, yeah <laughs> I was sad. but um you know seeing like the office was amazing like i was just wondering how it was all gonna work and it just came together 
so well. And I remember like an interview where you guys said you wanted to do like rock songs and you wanted to do, and like everyone was kind of throwing out ideas and that all happened in this movie. So I was like, yes, maybe they got like more like creative control finally. And like, they could say, I want to do this. I want to do that. So how did you feel doing a movie versus being kind of constrained to like a 20, 25 minute episode? It was a long Well, the, the episodes <laughs> were usually actually uh, 40 minutes or 45 oh, really? minutes. Yeah, I, yeah. When I watch them, it feels so fast. So my time um, is, yeah. Well, what was different about making a movie is that, you know, when we're making the show, it's, we do it over a long period of time, six, seven, eight months. And so knowing that there was an end in sight gave me extra energy because I was like, I don't have to conserve myself until Christmas this year. I don't have, oh, and then I have a break in like 16 days. Like that's usually what my brain was doing. We were shooting the series as like a crazy stamina test. Um, But so with this movie, we were just like, we felt so grateful that we even got to come back in the first place and we were filled with nostalgia and like, it was very bittersweet, use that word earlier. And um, knowing that it was a short amount of time, I felt like we were really able to commit. Well, I have to wrap up and ask my last question, but I wanted to, I guess, just end with, you mentioned it earlier. I think you're such a great, first of all, you're a great actress. I've watched you in a lot of shows and I felt like some serious pain for you for shows that didn't keep going. Um, I was just gonna make a joke because you were like, you mentioned this earlier. And I was going to be like, yes, I did mention that I'm a very great actor. <laughs> no, uh, sorry. Not no, 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 it's okay. But no, I've watched you for a very long time in very show and, and so many shows and all of these things. And I feel like you're such a great, powerful woman. And I think you play powerful women. And it's just nice to see someone that's not like a wallflower that doesn't get pushed around. And you pick, I feel like your character is very specifically. And like I said, I've seen a lot of shows that you've done and I've always wanted you to have like the hit, you know, and like for this to be like big, which I'm so happy about, but Zoe is just like that. She doesn't get pushed around. She doesn't take crap. She like does her own thing. And I just think it's such a great role model for women. So I guess just my last question is how do you feel? Because a lot of your decisions are based off of, I, I think, I mean, I'm assuming, I don't know, I'm not you, but like, I feel as a viewer that it comes from that. So anytime I see your name on something, I'm like, oh my God, she's going to be like a badass. I want to go watch that. So what is that? You're going to make me cry. That's oh so my nice. <laughs> it's so true though. Cause I've watched you on so many shows and I remember it's you were in true. one, like, I just like so many different shows where you I just wanted it so badly for you. And this made me so happy for you. You rule the screen. You rule the screen 100%. If wow. you're present there, it's you're, just on you. Yeah, so. and it's really- We're very excited to be here, if you can't tell. Okay, <laughs> you guys are making me- <laughs> <laughs> No, but it's okay. so true. There's not a lot of women our age or like someone that we can look up to. Like, you know, there's older women that we could look up to, obviously, and legends and things like that. But you represent like my age. You're one of me. You're my person. So like to watch you- play someone so strong and then this is another character so just well I'm like kind of speechless and I like want to run away but I'm also want to thank you like that's just so so nice I don't I mean I have therapy later and I'm gonna tell my therapist (laughs) (laughs) um I I don't know what to say thank you uh I don't know but I I made me bashful I I could ask add it with like what would you like to say to the fans I guess that are watching that are gonna watch it but like I said, you're a badass. We love you. 
Oh, that's so sweet. You know, I, I guess I like, I have my mom to thank for that because the way that I was brought up was never like, I just, it wasn't like you're a woman, so you have to be strong or anything. It was just like, she never taught me that my value was in what I looked like. Like, I just never was that sure I have vanity, like as a human being, but like, I just didn't think of me being a woman as like any sort of hindrance or like that my that the way that I would get things was through my looks or my sexuality like I just have always been like into what I'm into because I'm into them and then be like oh but also there's sexism in the world oh right okay I'll learn how to navigate that or you know like you just think I'm a young girl who can't like handle this or that I'm like well you're wrong like I'm not gonna I'm not like going into the thing thinking I gotta have a feminist standpoint because I'm a woman it's just more like I really care about the work that I do whether it's like you know work in my private life or my professional life and I don't know I thank you guys so much that's very uh meaningful to me and uh pleasure talking to you Oh, 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 oh,